You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. There are as many ideas about who Jesus was as there are people on earth. Fortunately for us, the Gospel of John tells us in his own words who Jesus said he was. Jesus said he was the bread of life, the light of the world, door, the good shepherd, the resurrection and the life, the way, the truth and the life, and the true vine. Jesus says, I am. Where were you on 9-11? I remember I was at the church office and I received a call from our church secretary, Adrian. She says, turn on the TV, you won't believe what's happening. And I couldn't believe that a plane had hit the World Trade Center, the, one of the towers, and then it ended up hitting a second tower and then watching the towers go down. I, I was in shock and there was just a heaviness on my heart. I, I remember later, slowly, our staff members came in and we all were just... Uh, around the TV watching everything that was taking place. There was tears and we were praying and we just couldn't believe what was taking place. We ended up uh, planning a prayer service for later that night and as a church family we came together and we prayed for our country. It was a dark, dark day. We've all faced dark days, right? Days that just rock your world, that kind of turns your world upside down. Days where cancer or illness come upon your life and you don't know what you're going to do. The death of a loved one. A day or a season of pain. A time where your finances seem like they're running dry and it's very stressful for you. Maybe a tough breakup or a divorce. Maybe it's a time that your kids or your grandkids are hurting. A time where you just feel overwhelmed with life. Well, we started a series called I Am, Jesus in His Own Words, last week. And today we're going to talk about how Jesus said, I am the light of the world in John 8, 12. And when Jesus says those words, I am, they're powerful words. I am is used over 300 times in the Bible. And when we see him using these words, he's saying something profound. If we go to Exodus chapter 3, Verse 13, it says, But Moses protested. He said, If I go to the people of Israel and tell them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask, What is his name? Then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am sent me, or sent me to you. And to understand the power and the weight of these words, we must understand that the Israelite nation was surrounded by temples de dedicated to deities with faces and bodies and, and birth stories and death stories. There were pagan gods all around them. And most significantly, they had names and dominion over certain aspects of life. For example, the goddess uh, Isis had the dominion over women and children and medicine. And, and so she was a part of, of, 
or over part of this world and, and people would worship her. But not so for the God of Israel. When he says, I am, he's saying, I have dominion over all things. I am the source of power. And so when Jesus says, I am, he's saying that I am God. And those two words, I am, is telling us about who Jesus is. And those words have an impact on our lives as well. Now, Jesus saying, I am, to us, and to him telling us that he is God, we may not think too much about it. But if I said, I am God, you'd be like, what? No way. Well, of course, when Jesus says, I am, there were some people that were pretty skeptical about this. He's saying that he is God? That would have been a shocking statement. It would be just like if I said that I was God, you'd be like, I don't know if I'm buying that. Or there were some people, especially the religious leaders, that they weren't buying that either. They were pretty skeptical of Jesus' words. If you look in John chapter 8, verse 12, says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. In verse 13, the Pharisees replied, you are making those claims about yourself. Such testimony is not valid. Jesus says he is the light. The Bible begins with light. In Genesis chapter 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Catch this, verse 3. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and then he separated the light from the darkness, and God called the light day and the darkness night. Now notice, light doesn't come necessarily from the sun, for the sun wasn't created till the fourth day. So the light comes from God. The Bible begins with light shining in the darkness. But the Bible also ends with light. If you look in Revelation chapter 22, verse 5, it says, And there will, there will be no night there, no need for lamps or, or, or the sun, for the Lord God will shine on them, and they will reign forever and ever. You will see light through the Bible beginning, middle, and end. And as I thought about light, I thought about the many flashlights that I have next to my bed. It's probably silly to have that many flashlights. I probably have five, six, seven, or eight uh, just around my bed. But when your lights go out in the middle of the night, you want light. When you don't have electricity, you, you're scrambling and you want light. And so I have all of these flashlights. I, I remember one time and I got a call early in the morning. I think it was about 5 a.m. My mother-in-law's alarm went off. She was out of town. They said, we need you to go down and check out the house. Couldn't figure out why the alarm was going off, and so I grabbed a couple of my flashlights, and I was looking for broken windows, and I was looking to see if there was any movement inside the house. I never had realized how dark the outside of her house was. And I was so grateful for that flashlight. I was so grateful for light so I could see what was going on. Light is a blessing. Light exposes the darkness. It exposes what's going on. It's been said that darkness is not only the absence of light, but it's also the absence of God. We live in a world that's filled with spiritual darkness. Have you ever noticed how our eyes, though, can adjust to the darkness? If we sit long enough in the darkness, a lot of times we can figure out how to, know, how to move or maneuver around a, a place. I wonder if sometimes we get used to the darkness in our world. When we get another amber alert and we don't think a whole lot about it. 
another person is killed by a drunk driver. And we just kind of shrug our shoulders. Another shooting takes place. Another person is abused or molested. Another act of racism, another act of injustice. Another person is taken advantage of by fraud. Another senior citizen is, is cheated in some capacity. Well, we get used to all of these things and we just kind of roll our shoulders and we kind of keep on living. We get used to the darkness in our life. I wonder if we also get used to the darkness in us. Well, we get used to the pride and the anger and the unhealthy ways that we deal with stress, the unhealthiness that's in our relationships. Well, we get used to uh, the ways that, that we lash out when someone treats us unjustly. We get used to the gossip that comes out of our mouth, the selfishness that's in our life. We get used to the darkness. But Jesus came in the middle of the darkness, in the sin and in, in, in the death and in the pain and in the evil. And he says, I am the light of the world. And if you follow me, you won't have to walk in this darkness because you have the light that leads to life. Now the question is, how will we react to the light? How will we react to the light? Well, some people are threatened by the light. You look at the Pharisees, the religious leaders, and they kind of powered up and they wanted to stomp out this light. They, they didn't like the words that Jesus had and they were, they were threatened and so they went out of their way to look for ways to arrest him and have him murdered. You look at King Herod when Jesus was born, he was threatened by the light. He didn't want there to be another king. Uh, I think sometimes we are also threatened by the light as well. We don't, we don't like those areas in our life to be exposed. And so because of that, sometimes we're like, I, I, I just don't want to have anything to do with the light because it threatens the, the dark areas of my life. Some people ignore the light. You know what? My life is good. I don't need the light. They're apathetic, especially during the pandemic we've seen this. Many people said, eh, you know what? Uh, I'm just good with just kind of going through the motions in life. They just don't care. You do your thing and I'll do my thing. If you want to follow the light, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine as well. The light is not a priority in their life and so they just kind of ignore the light it's there but they just don't have a lot to do with it and some visit the light and some will follow Jesus for a little while but for whatever reason they stop sometimes they get distracted with life there's lots and lots of things to do in life whether it be their job their kids or household chores they get busy with their schedule and and they all of a sudden they visit the light but then they quit following the light eventually. They get distracted. And John 6:66 says, after Jesus says that he is the bread of life, his teaching was hard to accept. And from this time, many of his, his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. They followed for a while, but then they stopped. They were following the light and then they stopped. And I think we all know people who follow the light for a while, but for, for whatever reason, they stopped. Lastly, some live by the light. They receive the light. And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have, have the light that leads to life. And if you look in, at the Greek for you have the light, 
It means you will become where you behold the light. You are transformed by the light. And our vision here at Castle Hills is change lives through Christ. And we want to ask you, is your life being transformed by Jesus? Is your life being transformed by the light? Is your relationships being transformed by Christ? Is your emotions being transformed by Christ? Is your worth ethic being transformed by Christ? The way that you talk to people, is that being transformed by Christ? The things that come out of your mouth, is that being transformed? The way that you parent, are you giving your whole life over to God and saying, God, transform me? Is the light transforming you? Is the light transforming you to a point that you're making a difference in your community? Are you being a light in your neighborhood? We have a world that has a lot of darkness, but it needs light. And the one, one of the ways that light comes out is because God transforms our life and we go out into our community and we show light. We look for opportunities to show love and compassion and give hope to others. And so I want you to think this week, what can I do to be a light to my neighborhood? What can I do to be a light to my community?